Welcome to Missionize with the Missions Guys, a podcast of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, offering biblical and practical insight and strategies designed to equip and encourage missions leaders to carry on mission work. The goal is to fulfill the Great Commission from a church's local community to the ends of the earth. That is why we missionize. Now here are your hosts, the Missions Guys, Sam Roberts and Clint Ritchie. Good morning. Welcome to Missionize, the newest podcast offered by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. I'm Sam Roberts, and I have the incredible privilege of serving as a team leader for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. And joining me is our co-host, Clint Ritchie. Hey, Clint, how are you doing this first Wednesday morning of the new year? I'm doing well. I'm excited about starting this journey together. This is something we've talked about for a couple of years and as a way of introduction, I also serve on the missions team, the area of community missions, and serve in Arkansas Baptist, one of the greatest honors of my life. As Sam said, Missionized is the newest podcast offered by the ABSC. If you're unfamiliar with the ABSC podcast lineup, I encourage you to check out our website, absc.org slash podcast, plural, uh, where the most active is Inspire on the Go with Andrea Lennon, as well as Lead to Fan with Ryan Scantling and Brock Caldwell. Yeah, Clint, uh, you know, pastors and church leaders across our state have uh, have benefited greatly from listening to the teaching, the encouragement that are offered through our podcast. Uh, these positions that we find ourselves in uh, these days, in this, in this time of ministry for us, uh, they require a lot of travel of us. Uh, and uh, while we're on the road, especially while I'm on the road, I, I, I like to take Ron and Brock and uh, Andrea along on the on the ride, along with the guests that they have with them, uh, so so those that are listening, if 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 you want to lead, one of the uh, key uh, strategies uh, principles that I've learned over my years is that you also need to learn, A- and you're never too old to learn something new. So I'm grateful uh, for the learning that uh, the the new concepts, the new strategies. Uh, that, that are presented through our podcast, and, and we hope and pray uh, that you're going to find this beneficial uh, as you travel, uh, as you seek to serve the churches where you serve as well. Now, any time we start something new, uh, there's always uh, uh, an air of excitement to that. There's, there's also a little nervousness that comes along with it as well, uh, and I think pastors know this feeling, uh, especially this time of the year, the new year. You know, there's there's always something uh, that that changes. There are new goals. There are new directions. There's uh, that there's just that newness, and and that creates some excitement for us. But we're also a little nervous, not quite sure where this is going to go. So, you you never know what's going to happen, Clint, when you give two preachers a a, a mic and, and say just take off and start talking. Uh, but but here we go. Uh, we we've called this. Uh, podcast missionize and we're the mission guys so clint why missionize why this name missionize missionize isn't a word that we probably use regularly uh, but it's not a word that we made up it's actually a word that's found in the dictionary and it can be defined as to carry on mission work or to work as a missionary or to bring under the influence of a mission i love that first one to carry on mission work that's what we do uh, and it's a verb. It reminds me that missions is action. And so what we're going to talk about is, is putting 
practical things in action. This is going to be missions in action. Uh, we're going to drop a podcast every two weeks on Wednesday mornings at 7 o'clock. We want this to be a tool to help you carry on your mission work. Here's what you can expect from us. We're going to be biblical. Uh, we're unapologetic that Scripture is our starting point for missions, and it's a starting point for these discussions. Uh, we're going to be practical. We're going to draw from our own experiences as well as the experiences of others, and we're going to be short. Uh, our goal is for episodes to be 20 to 30 minutes and something for you to listen to as you drive to the office, uh, as you make a hospital visit, or to enjoy with a cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, so thanks for joining us for episode one. Let's jump in. Yeah, uh, Clint, uh, when I think about the expectations and, uh, and, and what I hope uh, listeners are going to get from this, uh, I, I want each of us to think of this as, as a conversation that, that we would have if, if one of us or both of us were sitting down with that pastor, uh, you know, that church leader, uh, we were having a cup of coffee in the office or we were in the vehicle traveling to some site or, um, you know, we were having lunch together or whatever it may be, uh, to, to have that conversation that would revolve around the questions uh, that pastors are, are, are asking and, uh, you know, the, the information that they need when they start talking about mission and mission strategy. Now, uh, we we thought about this just recently, and between the two of us, uh, there's there's 53 years, cumulative years of pastoral ministry, uh, where we have served as senior pastor during those times, um, and, and th there's a lot of knowledge, there's a lot of experience uh, that comes with that. Uh, most of the experience that 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 I would share and the the lessons that I've learned uh, probably, probably come more out of the failures, you know, the mistakes that I've made. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and so we, we want to we share along those lines, but we also want our time together to be driven by the issues and the questions and the needs of those who are leading the church in the areas of mission discipleship and mobilization and engagement. So, so, so let the folks know how, how we've come up with the, the topics. How, how are we going to do this? So we reached out to a good number of our friends across the state of Arkansas, as well as outside the state, uh, senior pastors, associate pastors, associational missionaries, uh, every uh, position we could think of, uh, both full-time and co-vocational, uh, various settings, rural and urban. Uh, we asked for their help, and the responses we got were incredible, uh, just the, the number as well as the depth of those responses. Yeah, I've been uh, really blown away from that uh, by that, Clint. Um, many of those responses as, as we've looked at them so far and we're, we're continuing to receive those and hopefully we'll continue to receive those throughout uh, these episodes uh, of the podcast, uh, they have to do with that, that how do we do missions or, or, or the what of missions, you know, those specific practical aspects of mission work, uh, hence the name missionize. Uh, and we're going to be addressing those in future episodes because those are important to this discussion. But, but for today, for this first episode, I, I, I want to ask a different question. And, and it's a question that I think may be the most important question that we as pastors need to ask as we are thinking through missions and, and we, are, we, we are sharing those thoughts with our congregation. Now, Clint and I are both dads. Um, 
Martha and I have three children. Uh, surprisingly, those children have survived to adulthood, and, and they have blessed us with seven grandchildren. Uh, Clint has two teenage girls. Uh, Who as, may not as, survive. <laughs> the jury is still out on that one. Um, and those who are, are listening, maybe you want to take just a moment right now and pray for Clint and Jennifer, okay, uh, as they navigate these, these teenage years with their daughters. Um, but, 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 Clint, I remember when the kids were young, during those formative kind of ages, you know, that two to four, two to five kind of, kind of age, um, and, and we're starting to have conversations and uh, trying to teach some lessons, um, and it may be something they should do or something they shouldn't do. And then all of a sudden, that question came in. What was that first question? Why? 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 You explained it again. And what's the second question? Why? And the 19th question. Why? Yeah. That, now, now, if you're living through that right now, those who are listening to us, I want you to know there's hope. Uh, the kids do eventually outgrow that constant need to ask the question why, but but here's here's the ironic thing and kind of the funny thing, too. And maybe Clint's going through this. Maybe you are too, especially if you've got teenagers. You you reach that point where when the kids get older, the roles kind of reverse, and it's the parent who asks the question why. <laughs> you know, why did you do that? <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, now, I, I, I think it's, it's fair to say that most pastors, when it comes to missions, we, we want more. We're, we're, we're not satisfied. We, we want more people involved, more people mobilized, more people engaged, more partnerships. And we, we may feel kind of okay with where we are, but we're really not satisfied with that. And uh, I, I think that's good. That's something we live with as pastors for sure. Uh, I also think, as, as we talk to pastors, uh, there, there's a good amount of frustration that pastors feel, uh, especially when they schedule some type of mission event opportunity and there, there's very little involvement, or maybe it's the same folks, you know, who are involved time after time. Uh, and it seems like nobody is catching the mission's vision. So uh, what, what role, Clint, do you think that question why might play in the frustration that that pastors may be feeling. Well, then we have to realize that the why is our motivation. That's our starting point. And a lot of times we may expect people just to understand that. And until we communicate that, uh, until we settle that in our hearts and then settle that in our churches, we're really spinning our wheels. Uh, people have to understand the motivation and that comes back to the why. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a lot of times we, we talk a lot about strategy. We, we talk about the what and the how. And, and those are important topics, don't get me wrong. But if there's not that clear understanding of the why, that, then even the best strategies that we can come up with, uh, those can fall short. Uh, and the result can be frustration. So, so a, as a pastor, you know, let, let's think through this. As, as we teach, as we preach on missions, where do we typically start? Where do we go to first? Usually we pick one of two. We're at the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, uh, and or Acts 1-8. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, and, and those are good places. Uh, and, and, of course, we, we need to 
uh, to preach on uh, the Great Commission. Um, for, for me, I, I can remember there, there, there was a, a breakthrough for me uh, when I started connecting the dots and when I started asking this why question. Um, you know, we, we look at the Great Commission, whether Matthew 28, Acts 1, 1 8, uh, and the, those two really uh, answer the question what? You know, make disciples, be, be witnesses. Uh, and, and there's even some how, you know, kind of stuff with it too. Uh, but the why is not there. And so for me, back in about 2009, um, that there, there was this uh, social media um, kind of emphasis um, that, that, was, uh, that was published called TED Talks, uh, where leaders would give a brief, uh, you know, talk on a particular issue. Uh, one of those that gained traction was with me uh, was a TED Talk by uh, Simon Sinek, uh, and the title was Start With Why. Now, he was talking to business leaders primarily, but I saw a connection with the church, uh, and he described these three concentric circles. So just think of those three concentric circles. The outside circle that involves the most people is, is the what, and he said most organizations, probably pr pretty well every organization, knows what they do. For, for the church, hey, that's the Great Commission. That's make disciples. But then the, the second circle was the how. And he said some organizations know how to do what they do. <laughs> some don't. Now, the how is the strategy. You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make disciples? But then the very inner circle was the why. And he said, very few organizations know why they do what they do. And, and then he said something that really caught my attention. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And it clicked for me at, at that moment that a lot of my teaching and preaching had been on the what and the how, and very little on the why. Now. Let, let, let's think for just a moment. What, what's the danger? What, what danger do you see, Clint, in not clearly identifying and communicating the why? I think we have to consider if the mission is just what we do or how we do it, we have to ask ourselves, where's the emphasis? If the mission's on the, the what and on the how, then it's on us. It's on us communicating, it's on us leading, it's on us building the biggest strategy. We become the center. And the Bible is not about us. Uh, the Great Commission is not about us. Both of those are about God. And when we determine and finalize in our heart, settle in our heart what the why is about, we will then center that upon God, which then leads us in the how and in the where and in the what. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and I think there's a whole lot to unpack there. Uh, so so let, let, let me take just a few moments and, and, and kind of walk through. And, and, and please, you know, uh, if you've got something you want to add into this, uh, you know, stop me, add it, add, add it into the conversation. Um, but as I was thinking through this back uh, 2009, 2010, off, off in that area, um, it, it dawned on me that if, if God is the center of all, 
then like you said, missions is always is also centered on God. It's centered on who he is and what he desires. And, and, and so then the next question is, okay, then who does God say that he is? Not, not who, do, uh, who do I think he is. No, what, what does Scripture say? Who does God say he is? Uh, we usually start Matthew 28 or Acts 1. Uh, maybe we need to go all the way back to Genesis 1. Uh, in, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Who is God? Well, he's the creator of all things, uh, of all that exist. And, and I think maybe that's the starting point in answering this uh, why question of missions. Uh, it, it's like the psalmist who, uh, who then asked, hey, who is like our God? And, of course, the answer is there's no one. <laughs> he, he's, he's the true God. He's the only God. Uh, so what's his purpose in, in creation? What's his desire for his creation? Well, it's for all people to know him through Jesus and to worship him now and forever. And you ask that question, why again? And it's because he's the one true God. There, there's, there's no other. He created you for the purpose of knowing you and you knowing him. And through knowing him, you would worship him because he alone deserves that worship. And we can look at all kinds of other scriptures like Psalm 115, uh, 1, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. Or go to the New Testament with Romans eleven thirty six, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. So the Bible teaches we start with God. God alone is worthy of the worship of all people. He desires for all people to know him through Jesus and to worship him now and forever. Uh, you know, you, you, you look at Old Testament and the prophets and other places, and God says, then they will know that I am the Lord. I'm going to do this and this and this for the purpose of them knowing that I'm the Lord. And Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good works. Why? So they can give glory to God, uh, your Father in heaven. Now, so why does mission exist? Why do we do what we do? John Piper says, I love this quote, missions exist because worship doesn't. If all people in the world worship God, then will we need missions? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So it leads us to, you know, to consider our world and how many people do not know the Father, do not have a relationship with Jesus through him, and are not worshiping him. International Mission Board reminds us that lostness is growing every single day, that 59% of the world is unreached. Uh, to think about that Jesus is largely unknown among 4.6 billion people. Wow. Uh, and it is Paul Chitwood reminded us last year, uh, really stuck in our minds that every day more than 176,000 people die without knowing Jesus. Mm, that's staggering, man. It is. Staggering. So, so, so then the question for us as pastors is this, how many people in our community don't know God, the Father, through Jesus and are not worshiping him? And, and then we've got to ask this question, hey, is God worthy of their worship? And that becomes our motivation. That, that's the why of missions. God is worthy of the worship of every person in your community. 
And he desires that every person in your community and in our state and in this world would know him through Jesus and worship him now and forever. And that's why we pray. That's why we give. And that's why we go. And that's why we send. That's why we missionize. And so we ask the question, why missions? And the answer is before people can know God the Father through Jesus and worship him, they have to hear about him. They have to have the chance to respond to that invitation of grace. Yeah, and uh, Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 10, how can they call on the one they've not believed in? How can they believe in the one they've not heard? How can they hear with someone preaching to them? How can they preach unless they're sent? So if the goal of missions, the end goal, is to tell people about Jesus, then the why is so that they know God and they worship him. Uh, I, I, th- I think Jesus gets at this as well. You know, in John chapter 15, 8, my father is glorified by this, that you practice much fruit and prove to be my disciples. You see, missions is all about the glory and the greatness of God. A- and so the Great Commission, not so much about our purpose, as it is the role that we play in God's great purpose. Our worship of God motivates our witness for God. Now, one thing we want to do as we wrap up each of our episodes is we want to share with you some thoughts that we want you to kind of center your thinking on as a result of this episode. What would you add to that, Clint? I'd say, first of all, when it comes to missions and developing a mission strategy, the most important question that you can ask is, why? That's what we are focused on today. So as, as you talk with, with your people about missions, make sure that you have a clear biblical response to why. Uh, when, when you are challenging your people to be involved in missions, clearly state why in your own words. Uh, can you take them to Scripture and answer the question, why? And then keep that in front of your people regularly. Don't just assume that they know that. But clearly and often communicate the why. Yeah. And, and that why is not to us, O oh Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. Now, what, what's coming up that we need to remind our listeners uh, that's happening across the ABSC? First coming up, uh, first big event, January the 22nd, 23rd, is Econ at Gower Springs First Baptist Church. Always a great time together. Uh, Warren Gasaway and his team have a great lineup of speakers. It's always a good time to see folks, reconnect with people, and uh, just really worship together. It's a, really a time of revival for our pastors and church leaders. Yeah, we also have something coming up that we're calling the Spring Outreach Emphasis. Uh, that starts in March. Uh, Clint, give them just a little preview of that. So the Spring Outreach Emphasis is uh, really has three components. The first component is serve local. We're encouraging you to pick a day in March or multiple days and serve your community. And we're going to be talking about that in, in uh, subsequent episodes here. The second component is as you're serving that you're inviting people to your big day, which is March the 31st, which just happens to be Easter. It is a traditional high attendance Sunday. And that day we want you to clearly communicate the gospel, give people a chance to respond. You're doing that as well as you're serving uh, through Serve Local in March. 
And so our third component is April the 7th is a statewide baptism day. And uh, we just want to encourage you to mark that on the calendar. And as you have the chance to uh, share Jesus with people and see them uh, place their faith in him, you have a week or so to follow up with people and then help them make that first public step of baptism on April the 7th. Now, we're going to be diving into each of these a little more deeper as we go through some upcoming uh, episodes. Uh, Let me thank you guys for listening today, and join us again for our next episode on January the 17th. Here's what we're going to be talking about, the why and how of partnerships. Hope to have you join us then. Thanks for joining the Missions Guys today. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. And to keep up with what is happening in Arkansas Missions, visit absc.org slash missions.